Yep. That'll catch you at a good time for getting the beer then? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you caught me just as I was leaving. Oh. Or about to leave. This week in full bellies and sniffles. Oh, okay. This week in dad bods. Respect the dad bods. Okay. We all ready? Yeah. Ready. I actually have blog talks this week. <sighs> Who are you and what have you done with Danny? We decided to do something. Jesus fuck. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 137 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt. The other uh, full fella over here is Danny. What's up? And the other other full fella over here is the one and only Big G. Like comfortably full. I'm not like uncomfortably full. Well, then you're taking the reins because like I'm at that peak point where I'm you like, could just roll me out a door. Like I'm at the comfortable like take a nap. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that too. <sighs> Music to my ears still. All right. Right. So, this is us. This is This Week in MTG. We're so glad that you all decided to join us. A big thank yous for that. And uh, Bera, Lucy's, it's a, a Chinese cuisine place in town that has some really solid food. Some of the best around. It's, yeah, extremely it's, authentic. I was about to say, they won, like, many years in a row of best Chinese place in Fargo, right? For sure. Yep. Yeah. It's like every year. Yeah, you're so good. And then oh. you have people like, oh, Nine Dragons is better. Nine Dragons you, is trash. And in the words of Hank Hill, you politely yet firmly ask them to get out. Yep. Let's begin our episode <laughs> by thanking you for deciding to listen to this episode. Major props. Uh, buckle your seatbelts. You don't know what you're in for. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, you definitely don't know what you're in for. But, you know, you get three schmucks with microphones, shit hits the fan. Yeah, three schmucks with microphones with no filter. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We also want to give a big thank you to the people that uh, help support this podcast, our patron members, yep. who thinks that this content is worth supporting monetarily. Or they just do it for the common call relief. Either way, they, they feel that they're getting their money's worth. And for that, we want to give a big thank you to Wade97, Chapman, D Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, and Chimera. Thank you to each and every one of you for deciding to support us. It means a lot to us. And uh, big congratulations to Steve and to third string chapman for winning the packs for the giveaway this last sunday wasn't saturday sunday and uh wade for winning the card and to you dear listener who hasn't listened to us before wondering like what do you mean winning in this stuff if you join the patreon we have giveaways that we do every month at the three dollar tier you get put in for drawings for booster packs which next month will probably be streets of new capenna set booster still yeah buddy 
And uh, we give away two of those right now. If we make the 15 patrons, we'll give away three booster packs. And then at the $10 tier, what we have, we have a drawing for a commander card that is valued between like 15 and 20 bucks that we can uh, that, that you can win becoming a patron. So there's that. Uh, if you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon is the way that you want to go, you can also hit us up and check out some of our playmats. We have them. Uh, they're pretty cool. It's the banner underneath the screen if you're watching the stream. Uh, they're 20 bucks a pop. You hit us up on any of the social medias and we'll ship them anyway. We've shipped them to Germany, Canada, California. We want you to have these playmats in your hands because we believe that they're really badass. Now, also, if you want to buy the playmats but you don't feel like talking to us and you live in the FM area, a lot of stipulations, but it'll be worth it. Go check out our amazing sponsor, JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, where they also have our playmats for sale for 20 bucks. Got to pay tax on that, though. Speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. What do you think? That was an awesome. Uh, that was an awesome ad by uh, J Dubs there. Yeah, thank you, J Dubs, for that. Greatly appreciated. So go check them out. Uh, support them, and that supports us. I think we're ready to move to the breakdown now. Hell yeah, we are. Oh my god, we are doing great. I was worried there for a second. I'm like, was I? Did I? Did I start the new recording? I did. I did. Oh, there we go. Good. 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 Yes. So the breakdown here. I'll tell you about what to expect from this episode. And in what kind of order? So starting off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk where Big G is going to give us a salt report, update us on the Brawl League happening in the Discord, and then talk about a few upcoming events, some pretty important ones. And then from there, Danny is going to take us take us away with his sultry voice and give us some blogatogs. Hey, you're welcome. It's been, it's been a few weeks. I was about to say, a few weeks? I think it's been a month, if not more. I think it's been a few Oof. weeks. From there, we're going to jump over to the news and talk about some secret layer packaging updates, the alchemy rebalancing that happened, a new play series called Shuffle Up and Play, and then maybe something else if we get to it. From there, we're going to jump to the conjured currency section where we're going to talk about magic price trends. And then from there, depending on how well we move, we'll have time for a thought cast, which might be a very interesting thought cast. Alrighty. So, Big G, take us away. We are now at the Boggle Desk. We're at the bottom of this. All right, cool. Uh, we're not talking about it. It's, what the fuck? It's the JB Salt Report. All right, so Salt and Sugar Report. First, the Sugar Report. I get to play a lot of golf this weekend. Fuck off. Now, the Salt Report. I didn't get to play Magic this weekend because I was golfing all weekend. That's a fair trade. Yeah. If if anything, it's actually yeah, an uneven trade to your your benefit. I don't know. I mean, it works out. I did get a little sunburn. Yeah, as we was say, does the sunburn fall in the salt report there? A little bit. It's mostly the back of my neck. <laughs> Didn't have Shelby help you out there? Be like, honey, Shelby wasn't there. 
Oh. It was no girls weekend. It was it was dudes weekend. Oh. For well, for a boy state. Well, you didn't have Ben rub your neck then? Ben's not a part of boy state. Oh, he's not. Nope. Oh. Nope. This is one of the friend groups that um doesn't overlap too much with like my college group. Well, you should have hit them up and been like, "Yo, I need somebody to lather this on my neck." And well, there could be some so, reward at the end. So Friday, I didn't put any on, and I had my hair up, I had my hat on, and all that, and I was doing fine, and didn't notice anything until you know I woke up and I'm like, "Oh, I did get a little sun." Then we went out Saturday, and like halfway through <laughs> at the bend, all of a sudden somebody goes, "Oh, Gary, your neck," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm starting to feel a burn." I checked my bag for my sunscreen, not even there. Luckily, one <laughs> of the other guys had some. Otherwise, it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, no, I don't have any. I don't have any uh, magic-related salt and sugar reports. Uh, I had a sugar, or I guess a sugar report for Thursday. Went over to J Dubs and played some Commander, and played with Aiden, Anthony, and Noah. It was great. Uh, the game in question. I was playing my Verena deck. Noah was playing his Talran deck. Anthony was playing his uh, Grand Augustine the Third. Grab Ar- Grand Arbiter the Third. There deck. we go. Got that. And did then, you get to play much Magic with that? I did. How the fuck did you manage that one? Because a lot of his taxes were for uh, casting spells, and I had a lot of activated abilities and triggered abilities. So that I still works. Got, I still got to do all my shit there. Uh, but I did not win. I got stomped out by Aiden's deck, who was playing Galta. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Zombies, uh, zombies have a hard time standing up to a big dino. But it was funny. Uh, oh no, no, that was the first game. First game was funny because uh, Aiden dropped down that Galta and had the Gaia's anthem, so it was a thirteen, thirteen. And there's enough creatures on the field for when it got passed to Anthony's turn. He was playing a deck with red in it that he blasphemous act for one. <laughs> beautiful, just plain beautiful. And it, and Aiden was like. It's just in reach. No. So that was pretty funny. But the second game, my Verena deck did everything that I wanted it to do. I did not win that one because, again, I got clapped by dinos. But Noah, I would say he probably would be on the salt report with with his because he was stuck on two land for like six turns. Ouch, that sucks. He countered some spells that needed to get countered. He tried his best. But uh, in the end... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who won that one? Oh, my God. Was uh, I think Noah was going to win that one. No, no, no. That was the other game. Noah was playing Borg, Borg Brigmos the third game. But yeah, that was, that was my uh, sugar report. Got to play some awesome magic. My Verena deck did, uh, did the stuff that it wanted to do. And that was the only magic I played this last week. All right. Danny, anything? Well, sweet. This We're only going to do one event result today just because we have a lot of upcoming events to talk about here. And I figured that maybe deserves a little bit more attention than some of our event results. But... We are going to give the results of our no modifier brawl league that we had via our Discord members. So just a heads up. Shameless plug. Just so that way you don't miss out next time we do a league play within our Discord. Make sure to join our Discord. Not only can you play in the leagues, but you can also see these memes that we've been firing at Danny. Because he doesn't know how to start a show. And it's solely his fault. I was I was this close and not coming tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but then I said Lucy's. You didn't say Lucy's. You just said food. Food? Food in general. You said food. It's yeah, like, okay, said, okay, I guess I'll show up. Yep. There you go. All right, so 
our brawl league. Let's see. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players total. And I'm going to try to keep up. I've got multiple screens going here. So coming in first place with an 8-0 and record playing his red deck wins deck. We got Chaddy. So he will be getting the first choice of the provided commander decks that we have. Ugh, second place, uh, sitting at six and six and three with his Muldrotha deck. It's not second place, sir. You don't count, remember? Ah, uh, but sir, in the standings, I do count as second place. I just don't get a prize. Fair. Fair. I'll let you have it. That's what I thought. Uh, is hey, yours truly? But remember who clapped you? Big G. Um, yeah, Chad D clapped me. <laughs> you just beat me. He clapped my ass. That deck was good. Yes, it was. It was it, it was an honor to die to it. Yeah. It was so good. So fast. I even so small thing I suppose maybe a little bit of a salt report, but it's like a salt sweet and salt report. Dude stole my meat hook massacre and that's what ended up killing me. So I'm like, I lost but I won? Kind of, because my you card the, killed could, me. You got the assist. <laughs> yeah, it's just the assist, man. That's you, that was it. That you just got so the there, assist. So there should be an asterisk next to my score. Sure. Okay. Uh, you, but, were, you went six two and one. <laughs> six two and one. Nice. All right. So I I finished six and three with my Maldratha deck, and then Bera came in technically with um, technically third, but he is a non-host, non-organizer, so he got second place. Yep. Okay? And he was playing his tribal deck, and in case you don't understand me, werewolf tribal, so gruel. And that deck was hella good. Dude, that was a grindy match for for me and Barra there. His, uh, God, whatever that hexproof werewolf thing, that thing was Oh, my God. I I barely got rid of that fucking thing. It took me forever. I was just like, Barra, you're in the chat. Correct me. I was at like what five life. I was low. I was in like death range. So close the whole rest of that game. But yeah, that 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 fucking werewolf that gives everything hexproof and starts putting uh plus one counters on things. Yeah. I just I I got by by the skin of my teeth with that game. It was so fucking good. I'll I'll say this, and I even told him when we were done. Um, my game against Barra, I probably was gonna lose anyway but I at least had a way to prolong it, and I freaking misclicked because I was on my phone. That was uh, the two weeks ago, so report. Yep, it was. So it's just, it was a good deck, and I was probably on the ropes anyway, and it probably wouldn't have made a difference, but maybe there was a chance. But anyway. Caretaker is the name of the card, the the werewolf card, and Bear says that I was at a super low life. Yeah, if 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 I didn't have anything... I would have, I would have died. I was like one turn away, like every turn from just like getting demolished by these werewolves. But speaking of you, you technically came in fourth place, but you don't get prizes. Okay. But you were playing your Nicobolus control deck, and then Danny over here, also a four and four record, had oh. uh, Danny. Which one were you? Oh, you were just playing your mono white life gain jank. Yep. Yes. There we go. And Stupid ashes the abhorrence, which Bullshit. I destroyed Matt with. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit's going down. And that, and that. the next guy in the rankings, Christian, his beat me. His meow deck. But Matt was witness to this game. Me and Christian, I was at seventy five life. Yeah, had him down to four, 
and he went off and won. It was so beautiful. So not we, gonna lie. Here we go. We've got Christian who is playing his meow deck. Yep. And then we've got D L W nine nineteen eighty six MSM. Let's see, where is he didn't get his deck. Does anyone remember? Yeah, deal. Oh, there we had the uh, Moldrotha. Yeah, the other Moldrotha with, deck. Uh, yep. With uh, Garuda Companion. There he is. Um, so that was a good deck, too. Both of them tied with record. They both kicked Matt's ass. They did. So Very one of readily. them will get the remaining commander deck, and then the other one will get the blue. And let's see. I'm pretty sure uh, is. DLW gets the option because Christian and Discord mentioned that he beat christian oh well then so but at the same time you never know what what somebody might choose so it is a blue themed crimson vow deck oh it is blue okay yep and then no modifier our host of the event also in three and five but like we said hosts and hosts of the podcast and hosts of the league cannot win prizes and then let's see gartooth uh Came finished off strong with us, and he was playing. Jeez, where's his deck? Oh shit! Uh, Garthuth was playing a vampire deck. That's right. He was playing Rakdos Vampire. Yeah. Who's the the commander again? Oh, why am I drawing a blank? I don't know either. I'm drawing one too. But he was it Rakdos or was it Mardu? No, no, no. Uh, Alinda. It was Alinda. That's right. The Dusk Rose. So. Right. Uh, uh, Orzov. Orzov vampires. There we yep. go. I, don't I knew it was a two color. It wasn't a three color. Yep. Anyway, um, he did win uh, two ra- two packs, and then we have one random winner, which did we have the random winner? No, uh, Nomad didn't say it. I don't think well, we're rolling we, for that yet. No, that'll be a spin of the wheel of names. There we go. Nomad and I will talk it out, and we'll probably live stream it and stuff. And then maybe yeah. at that point. Maybe at that point we can open up the box because apparently there's stuff in the box. Well, to go technically that that wasn't that for us. Aren't I we can't. supposed to open it after the league though? Which is done, so we could do an opening right now. I think we got to wait for Nomad to confirm or not because I can't remember, and I know he oh. can't do it tonight because I met I messaged I was like, hey, you want to jump on the podcast tonight? And can't make it unfortunately. I have to leave it up to the professional smucks. Oh, like you gifts, just something I was working on with the game then decided to make you guys a personalized one. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. I was gonna say that's for it's for us. Oh, yeah. Well then, oh, that's so right, because can, the way we, he was talking about it, I thought it was like more stuff. But because he made it because we couldn't win gifts or win prizes. He's like, I'm gonna make something for him. Well then open it up. Let's see what we got here from We got an episode to do. Matt, wanna... just open it up. You're you're the one that's Two taking to one. too long here. Two to one. Open How it up. How am I taking too long? Open Everybody it up. Everybody's be moving on Open with the blog Everyone wants to know what's in the box. What's Taysa, in the box? Taste of Karlov. What's in the, the box? Oh, there we go. It was Taste of Nas. What's uh, in the, the box? What's in the box? I just what's want to point out, box? Danny's the one asking to prolong this. Just open the yeah, box. Of course Danny's asking to prolong it. Gonna, he, this is his <laughs> version of making it an echo. <laughs> echo, 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 echo. Oh, so while you're opening the box, though, um, when I as he cuts his finger off. Oh yeah, God, don't do that. Your medically inclined wife is not here. <laughs> the rest of us would just say, "Yeah, just rub some dirt in it." Have but I, ever, I think I know the number to nine one one. I think I do too. Um, it's fragile. <laughs> there we go. It's a box. Fragile. In a box. There you go, guys. It's a box in a box in a box. 
But anyway, box. Um, while you're opening up the box, while, I, inside while the box. I did my weekly, um, like, you know, posting up on my story thing, I did tag Drecker in there and did hashtag not sponsored. That's what's in my mug. Oh, yeah? Did they? They, they haven't responded yet. Oh, Hopefully okay. they do. They responded to my one I, I did with my wife. So There's styrofoam. Jesus. It's extremely packaged. You made sure it's fragile. It's fragile. Oh, it's plaques. What the heck? It is plaques. But here's the thing. Here's the question I have for you. What is this? Oh my god! 3D cards, bro. Okay, okay. I know who this one's is. I know who this one's is, and I know who that one's is. Oh, is there a note? Because Yodaro bind the monster is mine. I know that for sure. Because those were the two cards that uh, helped me win against Nomad in our. Uh, a game, or a Winchester game we played like a month ago now. Oh, nice. So, the Fling Awaken the Ancient is a Garrett? No. Are we Verdant what, Force? The, what are the cards? Uh, Awaken the Ancient and Fling, Verdant Force, and a Sapperling token. I'm assuming that's yours then. And I'm assuming. This yeah, is this yours. one's probably mine. What the heck? Dude, this is freaking awesome. This is going to my office. Yeah, Danny, this week. Okay, so just the notes on there. Okay, this is sick. Dude. You're telling me. Noma, this is awesome. Hell yeah. I fucking love this. Oh, dude, I don't even know what to say. But Can we just so end the episode cool. now? I think, I mean, that's a good, <laughs> that's is, a good stopping this is point. This is, we're done. Heart warming See you guys episode. next week. So hold on, let's show, show them up to the camera, at least to the folks that we got watching here. Hey, we'll do this. We we will even uh, we'll grab a quick photo at the end of this and post them up on the this week in MTG Instagram page. This is fucking sick. This is so good. I love this so much. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm more than positive. Find the monster Yodaro because these were the two cards that <laughs> Nomad and I were talking about. Oh my god, dude, Nomad, I'm so hyped for this. I'm so hyped for this, and I got spaces that will be showing up on the wall here. I was about to say, this is definitely going up in my office. I've got space to fill. All right, give them here. You grabbing all three? Yeah, I'm just going to put them on Discord. Bitching. All right. All right. Well, that's fucking awesome. I'm just, that's. Thank you so very much. Dude, that's fucking hella sweet. Yeah, I think we should just fucking end the episode there. We're done. That's too too fucking sick. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Catch you next week. All right, cool. It's already next week. Let's talk about some upcoming events. <laughs> All right, so we have the May Arena opener. Um, just like before, a lot of this is a day one, day two, and there are some general rules, and then there's some details that go for day one, some details that go for day two exclusively. So here's what I got for you. First off, general rules. You must be 18 or older to participate Regional eligibility restrictions apply void where prohibited. And then receiving monetary awards requires having or creating a Wizards DCI or iPayout account. iPayout accounts cannot be created in advance. In advance. Refer to all official rules and terms and conditions. Uh, so day one event details. It is the arena opening and this begins on Saturday May 14th, so those of you checking your calendars, checking your watches now, whether you're listening to the live or you are listening to the recorded episode, that is this Saturday. 
And this is we'll have a both both a best of one and a best of three Streets of New Capenna sealed matches to determine who will be invited to the day two event. Now, best of one matches. You have to get seven wins to earn your invitation token for the day two competition. Best of three matches, you need four wins to earn your invitation. And again, you need to get your wins before you get X number of losses for either one. You may enter day one as many day one events as you like. But winning multiple day two invitations only counts as a single day two entry. Now, everyone who enters will receive an Urbrask Heretic Freytor um, Phyrexian card style for Arena. Now, some of the more specific information for the details that you would want. The event itself starts up May 14th at 6 a.m. Pacific time, and sign-up ends sign up ends May 15th at 3 a.m. Pacific time. You'll have three hours to compete in your current run, but you're unable to join after this deadline. Matches in the process will be allowed to finish, and the event will end. May 15th at 6 a.m. Pacific time. No matches will begin after this time, but matches in progress, again, will be allowed to finish. This is, again, Streets of New Capenna sealed best of one or best of three. Your entry fee is either 25,000 gold or 5,000 gems. This is for both the best of one and best of three. And like I had said, there was a certain number of losses you could get or or you could not get before you got all your wins. So best of one, you get seven wins before you get three losses. And then best of three, you need to get your four wins before you get one loss. Now, if you're wondering what the rewards are, let me quickly stop scrolling over the freaking thing. All right. So for day of one, this is the best of one. Seven wins gets you 5,000 gems and a day two invitation. Six wins gets you 2,500 gems. Five wins, you get 1,000 and zero to four. You get nothing other than the card style. And the best of three, four wins, you get 6,000 gems and a day two invitation. Three wins, 5,000. Two wins, 3,000 gems. One win, 1,500 gems and zero wins. You get nothing. Nilch. Nada other than that sick card styling. Now, if you happen to prove your valor and make it to day two, here is your entry window for your day two events. May 15th, that is the Sunday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific time. You must join within the two-hour window you'll have until the event ends to complete all of your matches. And speaking of when the sign-up ends, if you didn't understand that before, Sign-up ends at 8 a.m. Pacific time. No matches will be played after May 15th, 6 p.m. Pacific time. The format for this one is Streets of New Capenna Traditional Player Draft Best of Three. Your entry fee is that day two invitation earned on day one. And best of three matches until eight wins or two losses. Now for the prizes on this one. This is where the money comes in. Eight wins, you get $2,500 US dollars. Seven wins, $2,000. Six wins, $1,000. And then after that, it's all arena currency. So five wins, you get 20,000 gems. Four wins, 5,000 gems. Three wins, 2,500. And zero to two wins, you get nothing. Nada. 
zilch. Goose eggs, if you will. Now, speaking of arena, we are jumping into the qualifier play-in events for the first step at the MTG Arena Premier Play. These single-day events are which players who earn maximum wins earn invitations to compete in that month's qualifier weekend. So, just like before, you must be 18 years or older to participate in the qualifier play-in event. Players who are qualified for the Arena Championship are ineligible to compete at any qualifier weekend play-ins or qualifier weekends through August 2022, regardless of your ranked season rankings. Rank, yeah, ranked season standings. There we go. Multiple entries are allowed, including players who hold a qualifier weekend token, but all qualifier weekend ter- tokens earned past the first one are redundant, just like the arena open itself. You can earn more than one, but only one counts. Now, the Saturday event is going to be a best of one, six wins before two losses. Friday event is best of three, four wins without a loss. And there is more information on the rules and policies for qualifier weekends in the link below. Now, our first one of these is actually going to be May 21st, and that's the best of one. And then May 27th, that is the best of three. The best of one is Streets of New Capenna. The best of three is a Phantom Sealed. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Oh. Streets Streets of of New New Capenna. So the way they've got it on here, though, it makes it look like one's the other and one's the other. Yeah, it does. But anyway, so sorry. They're both a Streets of New Capenna Phantom Sealed. The way it's formatted looks ridiculous. Yeah, they're, they're... boxes no whatever but there we go um if you want to look more into this a couple of the things you should know though without looking into it yourself play in entry options are as follows twenty thousand gold four thousand gems or 20 play in points additional means of invitation to qualifier play in events are provided at the sole discretion of wizards of the coast now let's see here Let's just do players who compete in the course of the event types listed below with the maximum wins earn the amounts of play-in tokens shown. So constructed best of one, and the example event is an alchemy event. If you get the maximum wins of seven wins, you get one play-in point. Constructed best of three, and they're using traditional standard event for this example, five wins, you get four points. Limited best of three, again, they're doing a traditional premier draft as the example. You get maximum of three wins, you get two points. Now, the ranked ladder finishes. So starting with May 2020 ranked season and June 2020 qualifier weekend play-in events, players who finish in places 251 to 1,200 in either ranked ladder, constructed, or limited will be granted 20 player play-in points during the first full week of the month following the ranked season. They will also receive an email invitation for their with their final standing as well as qualifier play-in details. Players are awarded only the prize for the single highest finish between the two ladders. The top 250 in on both ladders yield only one qualifier token. Top 25 on one ladder and The 251 through 1,200 on the other enters only one qualifier token, no play-in points. And then 
the, that 251 through 1,200 on both laddards yields the 20 player in points. So long story short, there's going to be more information for you in the link below just so that way we can get to the other events as well. This honestly sounds like the way that they're going to get people to start playing arena more and more. So like those of us who really only played for fun in a brawl league on a discord channel, maybe we'll start playing a little bit more so we can live our dream to be professional magic players. And remember, this goes in tandem with the the pro tour and stuff. Like you do well in these playing events, you move up to the next level and then you can get invited to the pro tour from that. So just remember, get them playing points. It's just just another option. So for those that can't travel. All right. Now a little closer to home, but a bigger event for us. I'm just going to go over some of the events that are happening at the NRG Series Minneapolis. Pew, pew, pew. pew, 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 pew. Either of you guys going to go? No, I have a wedding that weekend. Oh, yeah, so this is the weekend this. of May 20th. So it'll be May 20th through the 22nd. Um, but it actually, sorry, 21st through the 22nd. There is no Friday event as of right now. But... Here you go. The Saturday event is a 10K trial, but this is another team event. What? It's like we're going to be talking about this maybe a little bit later at a more local event, maybe by our sponsor. Anyway, so this is an open registration, and the fee is $180 plus $10.37 for taxes. The format is one player plays modern, one player plays pioneer and one plays legacy so we'll actually dive a little bit more into that once i open up the link so you do need to have a wizards account for this and then this will be at the saint paul river center and the address is provided in the link and you must pre-register for both this event and the 5k modern trial on sunday Saturday's trial caps at 100 teams, so 300 players. And Sunday's trial caps at 300 players total. On-site registration will be available as space prohibits and will cost $5 more than the pre-registration rate. There is also information for a hotel room block at the Doubletree Hilton. And I suppose going to the rules might be fun. All right, so... You do need to provide your deck list for all three decks. Deck lists will not be public during the Swiss rounds of the events. All, de- all deck lists will become public for the top eight rounds. This event will have a variable number of Swiss rounds based on attendance, followed by the top, the cut to a top eight. The quarterfinal, so the top eight round, will be played on Saturday night. The top four matches will be played out on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Players will receive an appropriate amount of buys into Sunday's events and may choose to play. So the top 32 teams, wait, they have, what the heck? Okay, here we go. So 30, oh, there we go. The 33 to 64 teams that would get six rounds and top eight, and then 65 to 128 team. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense now. Sorry, so this is the breakdown of events based off of the attendance. So 33 to 64 teams, you get six rounds plus the top eight. 65 to 128 teams, you get seven rounds up to top, and then to the top eight. 
And prizes. First place will get $3,000 and 30 NRG Series points. Second place, 1,525 NRG Series points. Third and fourth get $1,110.20 points. Fifth through eighth get $570 plus 15 Series points. Ninth through twelfth get $250, 10 Series points. And goes down the list based off of your record. Prizes are paid out within 14 days of the conclusion of the event. And you can contact Max at nerdragegaming.com if you have any questions. And then the Sunday event. So like I said, this is a modern event. And if they get 65 to 128 players, 7 rounds plus the top 8. 129 to 226, 8 rounds plus the top 8. And 227 to 300 players, 9 rounds plus a top 8. And prizes for this one, first place gets $1,200 plus 20 series points. Second gets 618 series points. And third through fourth, you'll get 400 plus that 15 series points. And then there are prizes all the way from fifth to last place. So make sure to go and look at the link below. Currently, for the modern Sunday event, there are 38 players registered. And... I should have done this. There we go. There are 71 players registered out of the 100, so 71 teams, for the Saturday event. So make sure you jump on it now so you can get in there and get signed up. Matt, are you planning on going? I know we're not. Well, I'm not. I'm thinking about it. I'm really I'm really thinking about it. Make sure to wear your swag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll have a team for the Legacy event. But I'll probably be there and chill and then do the Sunday event, the 5K, and see if I can go in with uh, some janky Grixis midrange deck. There you go, buddy. But you know what? Speaking of a team's event, J-Dubs is hosting a trios event very similar to the Saturday event down in Minneapolis on the 21st, except for it's the very following week on the 28th, starting at noon. Again, modern, pioneer, and legacy players needed $60 for pre-registration. $75 for the day of. As of right now, the prizes are first place gets 300, second place gets 200, and third through fourth get 100, but that could increase based off of attendance. And if you want to pre-register, make sure to call J-Dubs at 701-277-1989. Did you guys find a third yet? I thought Danny wasn't making it. Never mind. Did you? I I have no idea yet. Oh, you have no idea yet? Well, JB's down. Oh, so you need a third then. Did you talk to Noah? No, I haven't talked to Noah yet. In case Danny can't make it now? Yeah. Yeah. There's the answer then. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I know I'm signed up, and we got our team registered. Um, I kind of got snagged up by a college crew. So, actually, not kind of. I had asked them first because we always do trios events together. So Break our hearts, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But another kind of close-to-home event is this Saturday, Paradox has finally got to the finals of their crazy eights. They have found their champions, and now they will duel it out to see who is the craziest of the eight. Um, We still don't know what the format of the event is, but as soon as we find out, we will update you with maybe some event results, or we'll update you on one of our social medias. Holy shnikes, we've gotten there. Danny, it's your turn. Four. Finally. We had a lot of event shit, man. God damn it. Damn. So, 
Get off my dick. With Dominaria coming back for like the 17,000th time. Uh, we got Blog Talk in regards to Dominaria United from WRWSSR. They ask, can I get a maybe that slivers? Everyone's favorite. Uh, make the return in standard. Two standard in Dominaria United. And Mark being marked says maybe, but with smiley face. Which means we're at least getting some. Yep. And this is just more of a uh, upcoming event, but uh, we go to Petru... Ka- oh, I don't know how to say your name. Sorry, I'm going to call you Petru. Um, they go, hey, Mark, if Commander Legends 2 previews start next week, we'll be, see- we'll, we'll be seeing your teaser this week. And Mark replies back, it actually will come up on Tuesday. So tomorrow, or today, for those who are listening, um, to the record that Matt puts out tomorrow night. Yes. yes yeah. So you've already seen this. We can't comment exactly. on that any further. So uh, next week we will be talking about that on the blog talk instead of any other thing. God, it's already Commander Legends 2 spoiler season. Yep. Well, J-Dub's put out their... Uh calling for pre-orders if you want them now yep. as of today yep got to put 20 percent down god i don't know to to get your pre-orders in uh well speaking of that real quick before we jump into the news or a music break and then the news are you guys gonna pre-order at all i want to yeah i like uh i like the idea of getting just a draft box of commander legends you're gonna do a draft box or you're gonna do a set booster there's no set boosters for this is there yeah there is which one doesn't have the set boosters Modern Horizon 2? No, no. I'm pretty oh. sure it's Draft and Collector Boosters is what Boulder Skate got, and it has a fat pack or a bundle. Live lookup. Live lookup here. Thank God. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to correct. I'm going to go to bed. Correct myself here, clearly. Cause no, I'm going to correct you. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be wrong here. There's going to be set boosters, ain't there? Motherfucker, there's set boosters. There we go. They've got yeah. collector boosters, draft boosters, set boosters, and... A bundle. Okay, a fat pack for those OGs out there. So yeah. don't fat, 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 don't fat, listen fat, to Matt. Matt doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Why he's on a news podcast, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> because he started it. Because he has no friends. I don't hey, have friends. whoa, whoa, whoa. He has friends. That he has to pay for. I, pay, I keep I telling you, you don't fucking have to buy me shit. You don't have to buy any of us shit. Stop it. So we're to the news now. And we're going to start the news off with a secret lair update here. All right, so for a while, we've been talking about Wizards' move towards a sustainable option for all their product packaging, including making the newly designed boxes with less plastic for their commander decks, starting up their booster pack recycling program for WPN stores, and now they are reducing the size of the packaging for the secret lair drop packages. This new packaging resembles what a plain old envelope looks like, but made of their sturdy cardboard to keep the cards safe in shipping. Watsi says that you can expect to see this packaging roll out with their well, most of their drops from the April Super Drop. Uh, they didn't say specifically which ones, uh, and there's no like uh, information on like how many cards can go into this, but... Uh, enough to make it safe, clearly, for their secret layers. Um, also, the Astrology Lands... Most co-branded drops like the Street Fighter ones and the philanthropic drops like the Game uh, Game Life drops will be shipped 
in these new pack this new packaging as well. And have you guys seen what it looks like? Yeah, the only thing that really kind of worries me about it is if a lot of people are worried about curling and bad conditions of cards because I know that's come up on a few threads that I follow, Facebook, Reddit, whatever. Mm -hmm. That conditions of the cards aren't the best. Honestly, this worries the shit out of me. All I can think is if how many how many of those packages are going to be folded in half. But I'm sure they're going to do a don't bend, don't fold on it. it that don't matter. But at the same time, the because thi- it's, it's still going to come by USPS. But the thing with this is that makes me a little bit more assured. Is like days of when I lived in in the apartment. Me sitting and watching for when my package would come, so I could somehow, if I knew somebody that was off of work or something, yeah. Hey, can you go pick up this box? It has my name on it, please. Or worrying about it being left at my door at my house, even though I've got the ring, yeah, at my house. That's not going to full on stop anybody from taking it. So, I don't know. Know. Well, this uh, this just fits their mailbox more, and that's what I was getting at. Is it'll go in my mailbox, so I'm not as worried. Yeah, mailbox surprisingly a little more safer than just keeping it on your steps because porch pirates just like shit on steps instead of. But then weather and stuff too. I I get that. I get that. But you're spending sixty dollars minimum or forty dollars minimum for cards that are special cards that are coming in in envelope well okay okay if you're gonna be bitching about an envelope many people but i'm, do but their, I'm just, do I'm just trades, saying do their I, I get transactions i, I get with that plain white envelopes they have i i get that but i'm just saying for someone who's spending top dollar for a top product coming from watsi directly they're sending in an envelope yeah the, the, it, the way it that just, the envelope looks it, it you know it makes me think of like just a it's, it's just thick cardboard envelope here Probably in the same range of what a uh, a bubble mailer would do for protection for a card, because that's an option as well. Is like people fucking ship like high end cards and stuff through the mail still, like not graded, and so it's like they put it in a uh, a hard oversleeve, and then they wrap it up in uh, card stock so to help keep that right, it firm. That as right they there, can. it's in a hard sleeve. Yeah, and that we don't know if there's we don't know if there's I, like something I doubt, inside there. I doubt they're gonna have anything in those. If they're slimming it up, they're I doubt it's just me cardboard. Straight up cardboard like you'd have But having two pieces of cardboard over your card is still pretty good. That there's TCG players, uh, TCG stores that send it in cardboard as yeah, well because I don't it's know. A, it's a rigid structure that it gives some wiggle room if it gets pressed and stuff. I don't know. We'll we'll see when this starts getting out in people's hands. if they're just sending it like that, I just don't trust our mail service. I mean, it's going to be, I know they're trying to reduce waste and they're trying to be a little bit more eco-friendly on their packaging and stuff because honestly thinking about the first secret layer boxes that came out that were freaking buco-ass big up there to the most recent ones that are only slightly bigger than my phone to now these like i get what they're trying to do they're trying to save themselves costs so that way things aren't having to go up for us the you the buyers i get that but it's still one of those like the security of your cards like of your emotions i should say not just of your cards i just don't see the payoff i don't know i'll I think this is I think this is just as sturdy as what a box is going to be because what do they do in the box? They put the super glue and stuff on the back of it and yeah. it's not like it has like a little plastic cover over it and it's just stuck in a plastic wrap and stuff it's in a, it's a box as well. I don't know. I just see more cushion in that box than in that 
envelope that they gave you. Like, that can take some damage and not affect the card. That takes any damage is affecting the card. That's what I'm getting at. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, I get that. Like, there's a chance that damage could happen, but it's still at the same time. I don't know. I think this, I think it'll be just fine. I hope it will be. But well, I, I do too. I'm just I'm just being devil's advocate. It's like I just see problems with it. Yeah. So I don't know. Just knowing how the USPS works and how they don't give a shit about their envelopes. Yeah. Ah uh, well. What's next on the news? I have to pull my phone out. <laughs> <laughs> you would do this to him, Matt, you cheeky bastard. I love you for that. Love him or me? You. But he did this. I didn't do any of it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But anyways, last week, Arena has a pad or had a patch update for some bugs happening on the client and some alchemy historic card rebalancing. Some of the big fixes involved streets of Nukapena cards like Reviter's Charm and Unlucky Witness, which exiles cards off the top of your library and you may play them until your next end step. The bug allowed you to have access to them longer than that, Another was Grizzly um, Sigil, which was bugged to allow any damage to trigger the larger effect instead of the actual non-combat damage worded on the card. Now, as for the Alchemy Historic card rebalances, there are four, 13 in total, and we'll cover just we'll cover just a few of them here. Um, for the full article, you can make sure to check out the show notes below. So, starting off with City, so- um, City Stalker. Connoisseur, they added non-land to its ETB as it now reads when City Soccer enters the battlefield, target opponent discards a non-land card with the greatest men value among cards in their hand. Yeah, I just saw this I saw this one earlier. Omnath Locus of Creation, that you spelled Locus wrong, um, has been changed yet Lucas. again, but not for a nerf. They reverted the scry one, then changed it to after the first rebalancing, back to the draw card for its ETB. Some of the smaller changes that made it in its up in this update are a few creatures getting their toughness increase. Um, some balance scanner is now a three two. Captain Urberhart is a half. It's a one two. It auto converts. What the fuck? You should hit. Backspace and just, had it just on stop, format. Just stop it yelling at him for formatting shit. No. Coming, coming from the guy that leaves No, Twitch you know open. what? I don't fucking care. Make me read shit. I'm going to read it at half. Not one, one, two. It's a one, two from a one, one. It's a half. And veteran goal caller is a two, two. Are you not going to read as a whole? No, because that's actually reading as two, two, <laughs> not a half. Sir, do you need to come to my math class? I'm working on fractions right now. Well... One over two is a half. You're right, but two, it is two, also one over two. I'm just saying, this is it is one two, over two. two. Exactly. And you, being a magic person, know that it is a one two. No, I I realize a half. Anyway, go on. That is your patch notes rundown. Again, to see all the changes, check out the show notes below. And fuck, Matt. Hey, why don't you gently? Sh- why don't you shuffle it up gently? And play with the professor. That's right, the professor from Tellurian Community College starting May 16th is going to have a live stream or, well, a live play episodes 
our special episodes that are coming out on Tolarian Community College. But it looks like he's going to be playing a little bit of everything based off of the one-minute trailer teaser we've got. Looks like he'll play some Commander, some Pioneer, maybe some a little bit of Standard. He even said, like, throwback Standard. Throwback Standard. Um, yeah. Legacy, Popper. He's going to probably venture into any conceivable format. Who knows? Maybe we could shoot a message out to him and get him to try Oathbreaker. Ooh. I didn't see that on the list. So uh, that is really all the information we have on that for you. Um, obviously, May 16th, that's coming up next Monday. So funny feeling that at least one of the three of us will probably watch one of the first episodes that comes out. Easily. Easily. So two out of the three of us will watch. <laughs> oh, there we go. I can just reverse it. So one third of us. Danny, you know fractions, right? That's all right. <laughs> will not watch it while the other two thirds of us, or two out of three, or two over three. A two three. Even. Two three does not work. Yeah, it actually does. Because it's two of three. A two three does not work. Yeah. Two three. Two three. Two. It's two of three, not no, two, two three. Three. No. Yep. Two. Three. English. No, it doesn't work. Two. Three. Listen to it the teacher. Does te- not work. Listen to the teacher there, Danny. Two. Three. Don't make him go, Miss Frizzle. Doesn't your ass. work. That's it. Get in the magic school bus. We're going. Where's my lizard in my mm, fancy dress? No. That's getting clipped. That's what I thought. <laughs> um. So you know we'll probably have a little bit of a, a quick review next week in Da News. Da News. Do we want to do this next thing on Da News, or do we want to skip it and go to a conjured currency? Just to confirm, you're talking about the summer thing, right? Yes. Should, right. We, should we wait until so we I, have more definite details? Jo- Josh wasn't around on Thursday when I went in there. He was taking care of his daughter. Ah. So I wasn't able to be like, so this is what we got so far. So this Thursday, I don't know what you guys are doing. Uh, depends on if it storms or not. Okay. I plan to make it up there on Thursday, so that way I can hopefully talk to him again. Well, I will. I will be volunteering. I will shit. be volunteering at an event. So, Ooh, dope. So, I might not be able to make it. Fair enough. But l- quick, the only little tease we're going to give you is we have another event coming up sometime this summer. All right, cool. On to the country currency. <laughs> that was a nice, real quick tease that we just completely grazed over. Yes. All right, so in the country currency section, we hey, cover wait, the... Whoa, whoa, whoa here. Whoa, 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 hold on. Sorry, what? Whoa. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on. Whoa, Nessie. Bessie. Nessie? I'm moving along. You want to try this quick? I'll take a sip. Herpes. Hey, sharing is caring. Like, I, don't not, know. I don't think it tastes like a bomb pop. But it's, not, it's not full-on bomb pop, but it's, you know, it's kind of bomb pop. Like, that's, you know, it's the best they can do. Anyway, what are we talking about with the Conjured Currency? So over in the Conjured Currency section, we cover the finances of notable cards and their price trends. Main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards of note that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner article drops on Friday. We record on Mondays. So if there's any price differences between now and then, we will let you know. Now, let's jump on into this. So, Streets of New Capenna is out, and it is moving a lot of prices. One of the biggest winners that we have from Streets of New Capenna is Ledger Shredder. Did any of us talk about this card? 
I don't think we talked about it in our like top threes. Yeah, I don't think I made it in. I know that I was I liked this card. I think we were I think I was talking I was talking outside of the podcast. It wasn't even in the Discord and stuff. But I was talking about this. I'm like, this seems like a pretty cool card. So Ledger Ledger and other people now are all on this card. Ledger Shredder is blue one creature bird advisor for a one three has flying and then whenever a player casts their second spell each turn ledger shredder connives which means a you draw a card discard a card and then if you discard a non-land card you put a plus one plus one counter on the creature this has jumped up 905 percent as of friday it was at nine dollars and five cents market price today monday is 821 average price of 899 foils are going for $10.77 european average of a euro 85 this has a couple different printings uh it has the extended art version and the uh the promo number which is going for 15 bucks the foil one that you get in your pre-release pack and then the extended art has an average price of 1180 a market price of 990 a foil price extended ledger shredders are going for 2250 european average two euros 34 cents christian yo man you got so much opportunity for like arbitrage here make that money in the u.s yo it's a bank day in the usa <laughs> please no <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh it's one thing that's making this card very important and powerful is in the text there whenever a player casts their second spell each turn it connives so that means that it has the possibility each turn to get two counters if it's on the battlefield you cast two spells your opponent tries to cast two spells on your turn that's two counters that it could potentially get that's two instances of connive of draw discard and stuff so just because of that fact alone it's very good and in older formats like legacy especially uh pairing in the delver decks this goes well with a lot of the free spells and the lower cost because you know if it's like oh it's on the battlefield you go into a counter war with force of will days bullshit you're going to be conniving making the thing bigger and if you win the counter war like if you had it timed out to where it's like they daze your thing you and then you force a will and then they do their thing and then you do the thing like, that's just two instances of connive. So it's showing up in uh, older older formats, Legacy. It took a 5-0 in the Legacy League, which has that uh, the Delver of, uh, Delver of Secrets build that I was just mentioning. So Delver, Snapcaster, Brazen Borrower, Ethereal Forger, and Four Ledger Shredder. The fact that it's uh, jumping into these formats as a four of pretty significantly. Pioneer, it's seeing play right next to Phoenix, arc light phoenix and stuff because yeah. when it connives with all your spells you can pitch a phoenix in your hand very easily and stuff so it's like opt and uh consider you cast two of those spells have a phoenix in hand it's now in the graveyard and you have a uh two two four flyer nothing to shake a stick at and in standard you got the is it control deck that is also enjoying having this, which is very close to what like the pioneer list looks like. You got ledger shredder, you got Delver of secrets, you got consider and other ways to just like cast multiple spells per turn. There is that next winner. We have bull. We're heavyweights. This is a classic group hug card only printed once in morning tide. This red, red Two giant warrior 
that is an 8-8 with Trample, reads, when it ETBs, each opponent may search their library for a creature card. Put it in on the battlefield, then each player who searches their library this way shuffles. This card jumped up 505% as of Friday, was just shy of $8. Today, Monday, market price $7.29, average price $7.97. Foils, almost $50. European average, $0.66. Cents. And yeah, this is only the one printing of Morning Tide, which was a set that came out in like 2008. And fo- foils being 50 bucks is very understandable. Yep. This is moving up the same... This is moving up in price due to the same reason that Hellcarver Demon was moving up two weeks ago. Anybody remember? Anybody remember why that is? It's because of the uh, Bullies deck. Yeah, Beamtown Bullies. So you tap Beamtown Bullies, return a creature from your graveyard to an opponent's side of the battlefield. They get the ETB During their turn. During their turn. Yep. It has to be during their turn. Uh, and then well, you can do it during anyone's turn, but it's... You know, uh, let me look at it real quick. Yeah, Beamtown Bullies. Target jump. opponent whose turn it is put target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield under their control. It gains haste and goad it at the beginning of the next end step. Exile it. So yeah, this deck, this Beamtown Bullies deck is sweeping the commander format by storm at the current moment. People love this deck. Yep. And actually, on Thursday... Uh, one of the locals had a Beamtown Bullies deck. And, Good for them. And was, uh, I guess, stomping around there for a bit, Hulk Carver demon it up and stuff. But yeah, so the thing with this is like you get Boulder Heavyweights into your graveyard, you activate Beamtown Bullies, give it to an opponent on their turn and stuff. And then that opponent's, your opponent's opponents, which includes you, now get a tutor up a creature from their library and put it on the battlefield. While that person does not, they have to attack somebody else with an 8 8 trample and then it. It exiles at the end of two. Yeah, so it has some give and take, but I mean, and it's right on this next one, and we already talked about this one too, game night effect. Yep, yep. So uh, apparently around the 30-minute mark is when they were talking about this stuff. And uh, oh, this this was actually during the game night, not the command zone effect. This happened during the the game night episode. Yeah, yeah, it was in the 30-minute mark. Yep. Of the, the Did you watch there. it yet? I got to a quarter of it. I didn't get all the way through oh. it yet. Seriously, dude, you will be... The costumes are great. and The uh, costumes are wonderful. We should have done that for an episode. Anyway. Note to one, self. Once you get to heavyweights coming in, you will be proud. Because there's it's, there's no limit to whatever creature that you can grab. You like will be proud. I will be proud, specifically. I, I try you not. Is it Xander? Because I think Xander would be a pretty cool thing to be pulling from that because I really want to do like free Xander casts. Not Xander. I will challenge you to try not to be impressed. Okay. I'll have to watch this then. I'll have to finish watching this. Uh, a couple other cards that were acknowledged there as well were Ebonblade Reaper. This card from Onslaught is two and a black for a 1-1 that reads whenever it attacks, you lose half your life rounded up. And then when it deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. So that thing ain't swinging at you with the Beamtown Bullies effect. So it's now around $6 on average price. So Beamtown Bullies is moving a lot of uh, a lot of these like negative effect yep. cards that typically would be like a negative effect for you because you just give it to another opponent now. So Make sure to look through your bulk. There might be something. Very much so. There's a whole list of cards. Um, God, who? 
somebody had a list. God damn it. I really, and I don't even think I shared it. I think it was one of those times where I was like, oh, I'll look at this. And I saved it on my, or I kept the tab open on my phone, but then I closed the tab. But there was like a list of like five or six cards that pair very well with Beamtown Bullies, but they're cards that you were like, oh, this this card's shit because it gives, yeah. there's Hunted, a, Hunted Wampus was a big one right now too because it kind of does the same effect as uh, Weir Heavyweights, except yep. it's a two mana five, five. And your opponents get to do things as well. Um, and then the the gemmed whatever gemmed worm, gilded worm, where you get a opponents get to put things in their hand onto play. So those kind of cards. Grand crescendo, new card from Streets of New Capenna Commander set. It is X white white instant. Create X one one green and white citizen creature tokens. Creatures you control gain indestructible till end of turn. As of Friday, it jumped up 300%, was then at 1974. Today, Monday, market price 1514, average price of $18, European average of 441. This has a couple different printings because you can get it in set boosters for the full art, and full art average prices are around 1924. And then you can get the little promo one where it has the Planeswalker symbol in the corner. That one does not have a price showing up here on. Uh, foils are 20 bucks. is what they're saying. But Grand Crescendo is a pretty dope card. Instant speed, make a bunch of creatures, or just two mana, give your creatures indestructible because you don't even need to like worry about making, uh, making creature tokens for that. Creatures you control gain indestructible. It's just another two mana uh, protect your board kind of effect. And people are loving this. And people are talking about it being a very solid commander staple. Next up, we have not a card from Streets of New Capenna. We have Plea for Power. It is Blue 3 Sorcery, Will of the Council. Starting with you, each player votes for time or knowledge. If time gets more votes, take an extra turn after this one. If knowledge gets more votes or voted or the vote is tied draw three cards this came out in conspiracy take the crown and only printed there as of friday it jumped up 165 percent and is now as of friday was eight dollars and sixty cents today monday you can find it for a market price of seven dollars ten cents an average price of 9.99 you can get a foil for 39.09 or the European average is a euro and eight cents. This is the only printing for this card. is a rare in conspiracy, and this one is moving up due to the facts of a new card, Tivit, Seller of Secrets from Streets of New Capenna. This is Esper, or not Obsidot, Obscura, Obscura Three Six Six Legendary Sphinx Rogue that has flying and ward three. It also has Council's Dilemma. Whenever Tivit enters the battlefield or deals combat damage to a player, starting with you, each player votes for evidence or bribery. And then each evidence vote investigate. For each bribery vote, you get a treasure token. While voting, you may vote an additional time. So Tivit is really pushing these voting-style Will of the Council decks. So... You got a couple other cards that are good in here with Brego's representative, which while voting, you get an additional vote for two and white, or you get ballot broker for two and a white. Uh, while voting, you may take an additional vote as well. So uh, there, there's a voting style deck that is coming out. And because of that, plea of power or any other kind of voting cards, keep an eye on those. Conspiracy is kind of like one of those sets. If it doesn't have like the very 
powerhouse of a card. It just kind of sits on the back burner, and this can be moving those cards up in price. So, uh, Scryfall, Will of the Council, look around, see what the cheap pickups are for those, and then uh, pick up accordingly if you choose. Remember, we are not financial advisors. Do what you want with your magic cards and money at your own discretion. We're just smuck- schmucks with microphones. But I mentioned cheap pickups. Big G. Want to tell us about these cheap pickups? You know, I'd love to. And first up here, we've got one of those cards that is identified by the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks feature that tells you that a card that has bottomed out for a bit and now is starting to have an uptrend. I do like that they've been doing this. This is like a month too. now in a row where they're like, uh, show the penny stock trends. Which is really nice because even if even if you're not on the premium, you get a little bit of it in the non-premium format. Yeah, it gives you a bit of a taste like, oh. Is this something that I really want to try out here? Yeah. Totally but worth it. This card is to Furry, who slows the sunset. It is sitting at $4.99 and it is moving up. This came out of Midnight Hunt. It is two and a blue. And as I click on the card so I can actually read it, it's plus one. Choose up to one target artifact, up to one target creature, and one target land. Um, untap those target permanents you control. Tap chosen permanence you don't control you gain two life neg two look at the top three cards of your library put one of them into your hand the rest on the bottom of your library in any order and negative three you get an emblem untap all permanents you control during each opponent's untap step and you draw a card during each opponent's draw step and this one is actually currently sitting at four dollars and 57 cents and that is just for the standard version now, next up, we've got Will Will Kenrith. So he is sitting at $5.69, slowly trending down, especially the market price. And this is the Battle Bond version. And last but not least, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Creeping Tarpit is sitting at $0.93. Cents. And it is stable, but specifically, this is the... Uh, Nuka Pen. No, wait. Yeah, yeah it is. This Re- is the Nuka Penna, um, uh, da, da, reprint, da, reprint out of the commander deck. There we go. I was looking for commander. That's the word I was looking for. But looking over here on Matt's screen, because he's lovely enough to, uh, he was lovely enough to have them all showing so I could read them all. Uh, we've got the Ultimate Masters is sitting at $3.49. The box topper from Ultimate Masters is sitting at $17.74. The Zendikar Expedition version, so the Zendikar Rising Expedition, $6.12. And these are all the non-foil versions, too. So if you're looking for those and you're looking for the specialty arts, too, now might be the time to start picking them up because if it's getting reprints, that means those prices are going down for a little bit. Very much so. And this is just me being a filthy blue-black player, but any mid-range control-style deck would love to have a creeping tar pit in their in their main board whether it be for uh modern i guess i can't speak for legacy but i have one in my commander deck as well danny would you like to speak on this point at all no catchphrases if you will do the roar (laughs) roar have you guys ever seen that shrek do the roar for the little (sighs) chunky boys like do the roar i like that that was a funny thing. There's um, there's a a, a metalcore meme with that, where um, they're like, 
do the roar and then the kid was like do the roar and then the video like moved off to like a bunch of these metal guys going to their you know like architects nice. uh, architects a day to remember and stuff like that hey get the matt i was just thinking about something yeah you know say hypothetically i'm looking to pick up some of these cheap pickups on even cheaper prices or maybe looking to know when to sell some of my maybe more expensive cards that are maybe moving up in the world Okay. Um, is there some kind of resource I could use that is not this week in MTG um, to kind of help me know when to buy or sell these cards? Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, quick plug for uh, Conviction Gaming here. <laughs> Go follow <laughs> Chris Martin. They make good financial content they do. as well. But the one and in question that Big G is probably well, no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go off of this one real quick. I join um, Conviction Gaming's Patreon, and they give updates um, as to maybe some cards that would be a good idea to pick up. And he's very transparent about, hey, I, Chris specifically, um, I own this many. I bought this many um, type of card, uh, type of information. And he's very straightforward on, I bought this. This could either be a huge return or it could just be a, hey, you're buying a 20-cent card that will become a $2 card. Mm-hmm. So he's very transparent on that stuff and very honest about it, too. So I really appreciate that piece of him, too. Yeah, and he's very good at his calls. Like, he was talking about his his hit rate. He, uh, he spreadsheets out his calls and picks and stuff. And I think he said he had, what, like almost a 90% hit rate on, yep. his, which, on his picks and stuff. Which, a little tease for you, on one of the most recent posts he's made, there may or may not been one of these cards that we just mentioned Ooh. already on there before. Actually, I didn't even check the date. And, and another quick plug for Convention Game. And they just dropped their newest podcast episode today, Monday. So or if you're listening in the future when this the edited version comes out yesterday so go check them out on your uh Ooh. your podcasting platform of choice to, they, to listen to it. they both called this particular card i'm thinking of on friday okay so they're pretty he's pretty in line with a lot of like what we use so we use mtg stocks so he's very in line with it yeah he, he's been on the podcast before if you if you haven't listened to those uh listen back to last week's episode he was on there and then like a February. He was the end of February. He, he was in March. Yep. Jay was February. Chris was March. Uh, we did a special interview of just talking with Chris. So go check that out uh, to get more to know him. He does great content. And oh, yeah. we're, we're not. It's not sponsored or anything. Just genuinely believe you should follow uh, at Chai Style Gaming on Twitter. Conviction Gaming. Go to the website. He drops articles and stuff. He actually just dropped an article about how he evaluates cards on how to pick and just like that insight alone. It's pretty cool, and it's free. That part is free. He has a Patreon where he makes these like calls and stuff, but the podcast is free. Uh, yep. Brewing with Conviction, Conviction Gaming, the website is free, where he he takes his time and writes these articles. And some of the articles that he puts on his Patreon, he puts up 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 on Conviction Gaming like a week or two later. So that way, you know, like Patreons kind of get like that little special treatment just because they support it financially. Yep. So. But yeah, where else other than Conviction Gaming could you find some really cool uh, knowing when to sell or when to buy some stuff? Go check out the amazing TCGSniper.com. They are a price tracking website where you can enter in cards and sealed product off of TCG Player. Set a desired notification price. Uh, if the price want, if you want to know a price moves up or down, you will get a text, an email, or a Discord notification. 
of when that happens. You can click the link, go right to the page where this person is selling, or go to your page of you selling the card if you're looking for when prices are moving up and you want to like ride that wave. Uh, typically, you get five cards entered in that you can enter in on TCG Sniper, but if you go over there, sign up, and say that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus program, which will give you 50 slots to add and track on. So it's highly worth it. I think it is. We've used it a bunch. Big G got it. One of our favorite stories was the uh, Force of Negation that someone... That, 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 that is, is one. still my favorite. Force of Negation guy put in uh, 70 copies at $4, and he meant to have four copies at $70. But so. it was just how nice this is. Matt and I were on the Discord, and we were chatting about this with one of our... Well, not at the time, I could say one of my fellow Discord members, but now I can say one of the Discord members for the podcast, you know, that weird I transitioned into one of the hosts thing. Yep. Pay your um, way in here. Maybe you can say, maybe you can usurp <laughs> Big G's position here, folks. Excuse me, sir. Never. I bring the Big G's moonshine. Where? I'm sorry. I took a week off because you look like you couldn't handle it last week. Mainly because you weren't here. Anyway, we were talking about, like Matt and I instantaneously both went and bought. I think you had said you bought like two playsets, and I'm like, yeah, I got two Fuck no, I bought fifty. <laughs> I bought 50 copies of it, and if this works out, this is going to be fucking sweet. Yeah. And then we both got emails like instantaneously. Yeah, we made a fucking mistake, guys. Sorry about that. But it's still cool how fast you can get on deals like that. One of my favorite pickups is I got a long-term plans from Scourge, I think it is. But it's a three-mana tutor. allows you to tutor for a card, put it through from the top. I got a foil for like... I don't know, nine bucks, ten bucks when the foils were going for like sixteen and it's moving up in price still. So I was like pretty happy that someone put it a near mint. I played in my deck. I love that card. It's a good classic. Blue tutor card. Thanks for taking the break for that. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, go check them out. Let them know that we sent you. Uh I don't have any like specific picks this week. I had a I had a long week. So I didn't have a lot of time to be looking at prices. All I can say is right now with New Capenna, you can start seeing that um, Neon Dynasty is having some price reductions as well. So if you're into wanting to pick up some cards, like Jinkataxis is one that is actually moving down, which is a little unfortunate for the uh, the Patreon uh, for Wade because I think when I posted that up, that was like 19. Let's just do a live check of Jinkataxis here. We're still ahead of time. I don't know why you're throwing your head back, Danny. <laughs> progress tyrants oh yeah oh boy wait i'll be tossing you some more shit or maybe let's see what's uh what version do we got here maybe we'll get you the 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 extended art i'll get you the extended art here yeah that might be a little better yeah but like that kamigawa neon uh dynasty uh jink taxes dropped pretty pretty heftily hard and stuff and some of the most expensive card right now is uh wandering emperor because that's getting played in a lot of decks. It's getting played in like all the formats. Yep, yep. Beseju's moving down in price as well. Remember when Beseju was like pre-selling for fifty bucks? Yep. What's it set now? Now about forty-four is what it was pre-selling, and now it's about thirty dollars. So, yeah, prices are kind of slowly retracting. Uh, those are some of the bigger cards, but yeah, keep an eye out for those. Look out for uh, Midnight Hunt cards as well, because those are going down. Uh, you could probably pick up. Uh, oh, jeez, what's the I don't know, any any of the any of the fucking 
guards there. The sanctum, the ha- haunted sanctum, white enchantment. That's probably moving down in price. All the enchantment matters cards are moving down now too. I I will bet you. But should we t- should we do a thought cast here real quick? Hell yeah! Oh man. Okay, so who did this one? I you? did this one. Okay, I did this one. I was listening to Mark Rosers. Mark Mark Rosers. Mark. Mark Rosewater. Mark Rober. Mark Rosewater's Drive to Work podcast. And he was, uh, the topic was about how to design non tournament, uh, the designing tournament and non tournament legal cards. And like that, the, the concept of like what makes a non tournament card and a tournament card like black border versus silver border acorn border was one of the biggest discussions that he was bringing up there so you know the funny thing about that on one of my prep periods today i watched the game nights episode where they draft unstable with mark rosewater okay and like they were talking about oh this is so cool because one maybe some of these some of these keywords or some of these mechanics will come on regular, so it's always fun to look back at that and go, oh, my God, yeah, this came back. Like, augment became mutate, essentially. But then they talked about the silver border thing, and I was just like, God freaking damn it. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so he goes on talking about, like, the design space that they have to work in, and then he was also commenting on the fact that it's like, you know, the, the silver border acorn area is, like, could be a, a playground for them to be testing cards, and gave the examples of augments becoming... Uh, meld in his in this case and things where uh before you know you had dice rolling be a thing on the silver border cards and now it made it into the adventures in the forgotten realms and we can only assume it's going to be coming out back in Baldur's gate and things like that and one of the one of the high point or one of the big points that he was hitting on there it's like when it comes to making a silver border card the level that makes it good between like uh you know silver border black border black border they are looking to make a card that doesn't have variance for tournament play so like one of the biggest examples that i thought of at that moment in the back of my head was the afr card that's three and a blue instant roll a d20 you get to scry cards or scry and draw or draw cards depending on your result where you could look at behold the multiverse the one from kelbheim same mana cost and that's just straight scry to draw to there's no variance there's no oh well i'm gonna get screwed if it's a, a four mana just scry to this is just you know guaranteed the guaranteed factor of getting the result that you're paying for and not the, the the variance there. And because of that, that made me think, it's like, what are your guys' thoughts on, like, the, the the variance versus, like, casual variance? Because Mark Rosewater believes that high variance for a casual format is important. And he talks about how that was, like, what uh, Richard Garfield's intention was for the game and brought up ideas of, like, uh, Chaos Orb is a black border card. Scheherazade is a black border card. And those are extreme high variance cards, just to name a few, back when Richard Garfield was designing a lot of the sets and stuff. So the the, the question I pose to both y'all is casual formats is what makes them casual, the high variance, you know, the big swinginess of it. And, you know, we can look at like Commander or you could just like look at uh, any 60 card kitchen tabletop shit that you're just trying to do there. So. I was just looking up. I have no idea yet. I was going to wait for your response. <laughs> so basically you're asking what are our thoughts on like the, the variance levels in casual formats? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like anything that falls in the line of like 
casual and variance. It doesn't have to be like, what what do you believe is the casual variance level? Like, you got to have this roll a d20 to make this casual good. Or like, what are your thoughts on like just the more focused and streamlined uh, deck building process and shit that we have now? Well, I mean, for me, like, I think the big thing that, you know, a lot of our listeners and even the two of you guys will know is like, for me, I'm going to refer back to the 33 challenge quite a bit. Like I can make super hyper competitive decks for all three, 33 of those, or you know what? I can sit and have some fucking fun. Like what you and I are doing with our blue and red decks. Like we're just doing, we're just sitting here going, fuck you. You're going to think you know what we're playing, but you don't Yeah, type of thing. Where, you know what, maybe we'll have a little bit of what you would think in there, but then at the same time, we're going to be trying to do things that you don't think that we would do in there. Spoiler, we'll probably eventually talk about our decks. Um, But then, too, like, I know for me, like, a big part of, like, who I am and who people think of me now, like, when they see me or they've, you know, specifically you two, like, I don't think either of you have seen me without a beard. Like Pictures pictures and that'd be about it but not in person so like one of the fun things i was going to do is eventually make a beard tribal deck yeah so like do those fun things because you know what in its essence commander is a casual format and it always will be and are you going to look up beards on scryfe yeah Yeah, he is um so like it is a casual format that you can just sit and just have so much cheeky fun with and, you know, you can sit here and go, hey, I'm going to make a super hyper competitive deck for CEDH, or I'm going to make a fun deck that every single picture in the, in the freaking thing, there's, there's someone with, you know, there's someone with a beard in the pictures as Matt is currently looking up art with beards mm-hmm. for me. But I mean, it's, it's, or even like chair tribal where everyone should, there should be a chair in every picture or a tree in every picture type of thing where it's, you can have fun. It can get very lulzy. Exactly. Or you can strictly make a memes group hug deck that goes, I'm going to be the kingmaker and maybe have a a way to win. But if I lose, that's fine. We get to play more. Choices for force fruition. Yep. <laughs> <That's> a great <laughs> card. <laughs> but I mean for me, like thinking about that, when I think of casual in in magic, I more often than not will think commander. But mm-hmm. I even think back to like some of the day some of the old days but when Commander was still EDH. You know, Paradox it did still is EDH. It still is, but like Paradox did a tabletop night where you, you did a tabletop tournament and it was a like it was no rules. Mm-hmm. So like I know my buddy Anthony brought brought a deck that just pissed people off. I brought a deck that just pissed people off, and I think mine centraled around um, uh, malaria and Phyrexian unlife. Malaria. malaria, malaria. There we go. Thank you. Um, if you brought malaria, same difference. Malaria same you. difference. And no one's gonna like me either way. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, but I just sat there, and like the fun part about that night that I remember is I ended up playing a guy that had a very similar, like, style deck. And we ended up playing each other. 
And we just had a grand fucking time because it was, I'm going to exile that of yours. And then the next turn, well, fuck you. I'm going to exile that thing that was exiling my thing. So I get my thing back. And and it just went back and forth. And then the next round, we were sitting kitty corner from each other and playing other people, obviously. And he's sitting and laughing at everything I'm doing. I'm sitting and laughing at everything he's doing because he's pissing off his opponent and I'm pissing off my opponent to the fact that my opponent after game one went, what the fuck is this? What is going on here? And somebody from the back goes, dude, it's fucking tabletop. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Just let it be. <laughs> Literally during game two, picks up his shit and goes, I'm fucking done for the night and leaves. <laughs> and so the guy I played is like, holy shit, man, what the fuck did you do? I'm like, dude, I just legitimately just O-ringed his planeswalker. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but like, it's things like that where like, you know, yes, there are fun, cheeky tabletop things and doing things like that. But then there's fun things to do in Commander. Like, here you go. The, should we give the tease of what our decks are? I don't think we've actually talked about them. Oh, they're, they're there in blue decks? Yeah. Yeah, I think we just mentioned in passing. It's like... Well, so what what is your red deck doing? My my deck is a mono red, mono blue deck. A mono blue, mono red deck. And mine's a mono blue, mono red deck. So we, you know, we used Scryfall and found the things that we could find that in essence, what we're trying to do is what the opposite color would try to do because Danny always complains about blue. Yes. And hey, counter magic. Hey, I'm building a blue hug stack. Yes, he, he is. <laughs> did you um, look at the link there? I did. Yeah. It, was, it made me laugh. <laughs> um, but so like for my blue deck, I'm trying to find cards that do direct damage to my opponents or direct damage in general. Surprisingly more. It was funny. Yeah. Like after the episode, Garrett was like, <sighs> if you find, it, if you it, find 13 cards, I will build. That's it. what it was. And I'm like, okay, I got this. And, and I, I think I, you found 15. Yep. And that wasn't, I wasn't even fully done with the list then at that point. But I did, I did narrow it down to, it had to be specifically blue cards. It couldn't be artifacts. Yes. So, you know, and, and the fun part about that deck is it's, going to be one of my more budget decks oh yeah all everything that's away from the color's true identity it's going to be cheap and it's it's just like legit it's going to be so much fun to do some of these things too and then like i think about too like again jumping back to commander focus on the thought process you have pre-cons hey cool you can play it as is and you know you can have a Hey guys, let's have a a precon night where mm-hmm. you just play the precons as is and you have fun. These precons or, are pretty powerful now no too. Shit I too. have clapped cheeks with the uh, Anawan Rune Thief and the. Well, I'm actually going to say, Max. like, you know, back in the day when these precons started coming out, there were definitely, you know, if there were four decks that came out, there were at least one that was super high powered yep. compared to the rest. Yep, they're a little bit more even with each other now. Yes, there are ones that you know. Yeah, that have this, a little bit, little bit of a steroid. Like thinking about the Ikoria ones with Fierce Guardianship. That one, I mean, it still is the sought after deck because of Fierce Guardianship. Yeah, but just that. But now the question is, do you all remember what the color combo is for that one? That one is that's Jeskai. What's the deck do? That is, it makes the it makes the kitties the kitty kitty lizards. Yeah, it's the cycling deck. Yeah. So, I mean. There's the fun things you can do there where you can just do, hey, straight out the box pre-con, you know, sleeve it up, let's go. Or you can go, okay, cool, we're going to do pre-con, but you get a $20 upgrade budget. 
oh, oh, oh. And that's one thing. Uh, sorry to like backpedal here to the professors uh, shuffle up and play. Yep. That's one of the things that in that video they were talking about. It's like, we're only going to make something on a budget of this. So they do budget. Yeah, that, well. that yeah. is something where um, a certain section of it, and I don't know if this is going to be the entire premise of it or that specific episode. Right. You can't spend any more than $1 on a card. That's what it was. There we go. And the other the other player's like, what the fuck? We might as well just fucking play Popper. Yep. And then it goes into the list of, oh, hey, look, there's Popper. Yep. So, but I mean, there are so many different variants you can do on the casual format side of things, even within the 60-card budgets or the 60-card decks, too. One of my favorite sayings when it comes to magic is... Uh, Constraints Fuck. constraints breed creativity. And when you put constraints and stuff like that, uh, whether it be a $1 or a beard tribal or do mono blue direct damage, that's blue cards specifically, like that expands how much you can do with a deck and like flexes, flexes your muscle to like find cards, think of cards, think of what you want your deck to do and stuff. And it is a, it know, makes a more, you think a more enjoyable way to like brew and think of things. Like right now, I am helping Jason Ashcraft construct a mono green, uh, a mono green ooze tribal deck, but not with an ooze at the at the helm. It's the for for commander for commander. Okay, it's the uh, green snake from oh god, those symbols always get me. I think it's the shuriken. Betrayers is the shuriken. Of Kamigawa, and it reads, whenever a creature you control deals damage to a player, you get uh, a green mana uh, to your mana pool that doesn't uh, go away as turns and phases end. And with this uh, this tribal deck of just like deciding, oh, what, what's, he, he was like, what's the best strategy that you could do with this? And I'm like, well, clearly a go-wide strategy would, would be pretty cool and a way to like make sure that you push the damage through, so like plus one counters. And it dawned on me, it's like, oh my god, you can have trampling oozes that you got the biomass muse that makes more tokens. You got uh, predator ooze, which stays on the battlefield and gets bigger and things like that. And then you can do like hardened scales for plus one counter synergies. Parallel lives, get more tokens and, and plus more. one plus ones. Yep. So it was like going in that kind of a, a, you a have, direction there. Then you have Beastmaster Ascension and then uh, doubling, uh, doubling season. There's a shit ton of enchantments that just obviously double tokens yep yep and so it's like going in a in a, in a manner of like a, getting to a creative point of where it's like go oh, wide's always always the answer but in a specific ooze tribal that's not an ooze tribal so he's pretty hyped about that i'm pretty hyped to see how this deck turns out and stuff but you got that kind of a thing where yeah. restriction breeds or constraint breeds creativity restriction breeds creativity whatever the the official saying is for it what are you looking at me for? You got anything to add to it? Or is this what was the initial question? <laughs> the initial question is variance and casual. <laughs> what are your thoughts on variance and casual? But, but you, were, you, were, you were mentioning something along the lines of silver borders and everything, right? Yeah, and so that was the thing. It's like silver border, Mark Rosewater believes to be a very good representation of what magic uh, was meant to be and because of the cards that have variants and the variance ranges from goofy things of where watermarks matter or where you have dexterity cards where you got like that fighting 
praying mantis from unstable where you got to throw it on the table and it fights whatever it touches whatever something sauce, pile yeah. driver mantis there we go and things like that like the 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 variance of cards like that is believed to be a very solid casual format but a lot of the times in casual uh, metas you have you know people that are just playing like black border cards there's no there's they keep to the rule the it, rules it, even though commander's like rule zero do whatever the fuck you want you know it goes it, it, again it goes back to as you said rule zero for one so with commander talking commander again you have your play group so for me i've i've built the go wide decks i've tried to build the hey i'm gonna go fast and kill everyone it's just more fun now to build hog decks so that's i don't know this is what i'm building now i'm gonna try and get a hog deck in at least all the colors or try to That'd, that'd, be, be that'd be sweet. That'd be very sick. I'd love to see a mono red hug deck or a mono black hug deck. <laughs> yes. Mono black hug. <gasps> Danny, that's your mono black deck that you got to make. Where, where oh Big boy. G's making the mono blue there burn go. Make I'm making it. the mono red counters deck. You're making the mono black hug deck. I can probably find something. Oh, there has to be something. Yeah, bl- there there are some good black cards for hugs, but it's me hard. Let's talk after the episode. But yeah, I'll, I'll start sending you card pictures. But but really, it it goes down well, when it comes to casual. Just do whatever you want. It's casual. It's not sanctioned. It's just tabletop at home. So are you go are you, with whatever you want? Are you a fan of having a format that is more variance driven? Then would you be more willing to have more decks that have a? Th- I feel like a very solid example is just rolling a d20 where it's like up to the fate of the dice of what the effect of the card is. Like uh, that that one blue card where it's like you roll the die and you get to just scry cards, scry draw, or draw cards depending on what your roll is and stuff. Like that's a range of variants and stuff that you can add into your deck. But Yeah, I, that's, again, most like when it comes to EDH or Commander as it's now called, that's all based off of the theme you want for your deck. If that's how you want to play, go for it. Um, if you had something you want to dabble in or throw into your deck, go for it. If you want to throw in the silver borders, go for it. It's, it's the most casual ge- format you'll play. Play whatever card you want. I could definitely say, listening to that episode, I'll make sure to link it down for you all to listen because this was what, three weeks back. It's three no weeks idea. back. And uh, it got me thinking. It's like, you know what? I think everybody would be cool with if I had like a non-zero amount of silver silver border cards in a deck. And now with Unfinity coming out in September, can like prep up, make a solid silver border edition deck and just kind of like have that and like really go for it to be more of a fun, lulzy interactions where, you know, I am having a praying mantis fall on the board and fight your creature instead of just like strictly going for... I make uh, a noxious ghoul with five other zombies, or I have Nekusar and wheel you. I just do goofy things like that storehouse, where it's like exile creatures under this storehouse as long as it's touching the card. When the when they're no longer touching the card, destroy this thing. It's like a it's a green white board wipe kind of a thing, and, and shit like that. Or agents of sneak, you could get X into players' hands and play cards from their spells or play spells from their hand. Yeah. But it got me thinking about that, and it got me wondering your guys' thoughts on variants and casual. So, well, there we go. 
You got our thoughts. And, and so did the listeners. In this thought cast. Yeah. Not going to lie. I like call, having this section called the thought cast. Right? I'm it's glad good. we get enough time for it every now and then. So Very much so. Well, here we are. Pretty solidly good at hitting two hours by the time this is done because this had the uh, open flippy drop drinky, which is about 15 minutes. This would be like a good uh, hour 45, hour 35 podcast here. Holy crap. Hell yeah. We did good. This is, what, this is what happens when you don't have Twitch open up on a browser. <laughs> First of all, we wouldn't have been able to have Chris on if we didn't do that. Valid point. Valid point. You can't just be weighing everything on that fact, though. But I can. If it was any other night. But I can. If it was, if it was any other night, we wouldn't have done it. Oh, you would have left before I got home? We would have not had a podcast. We would have had a podcast. So no, we, we wouldn't have. And but done the same thing where I would have been like... The only reason we had a podcast to, last week was because we have we had guests. That was the only reason I even came. <laughs> like... You the mo- the well, that's the thing. The moment you said you were gonna be gone, it's like I almost texted her. I was like, "Do you want to do this?" And then he's like, "Well," and then I was like, "Wait, we have Jay and Chris." It's like, "Okay, well, we kind of have to do it now because they're gonna be on tonight." So they took time out of their days to set time aside for us. So didn't want to bail on them. Very true. And I'm more than positive we could get them back on again. Still, yeah. This time, don't make any other plans, though. I won't. Yeah, okay. don't volunteer. It's my fucking grandma. I don't care. It's my grandma. I don't care. Thank you, magic folk. Each and every one of you are legendary for making it to the end of this episode. Episode 137 of This Week in MTG. Let's give a big thank you to our Patreons who support this content. You know, paying for uh, hosting costs and the cards and the packs and the drawing and helping pay for future endeavors that the podcast is going to be going through as well so also big thank you to jw sports cards and gaming for sponsoring us if you are looking for anything magic related at all hit them up they will work with you they will ship and they have magic cards they got uh D stuff they got sports cards anything and everything your little nerd heart requires now do either of you two have anything else you wanted to add to the end of this podcast? I got nothing. Danny's shaking his head. He also got nothing. And with that, Magic Folk, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! That's it! Get in the magic school bus. We're going. Where's my lizard in my fancy dress? No. That's getting clipped.